Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wes Splain, and joining me today is Brandon Farrell and Anthony Fertini. Guys, how's your quarantine going? Boys, what is up? Uh, it's been all right. We don't know how much longer this is going to last for. Uh, it's just boring not having anything to do and just being stuck in your house. And Yeah, so... Stay safe, wash your hands, be clean. It's amazing. I'm already on my second pack of bush light. <laughs> hey, Shannon, can you get me a beer? Can you get him a bush light, please? <laughs> yeah, just give me a Bud Light. The bush was out. They, they ran out of bush light. It was cheap. Yo, I just want to tell you guys that in, in Nebraska and in Iowa, glass bottle bush lights. First time I've ever seen it. That's pretty classy. Very classy. Yeah. Very, very classy. They, I didn't know they did it like that out there. Very classy. And you can get it at a gas station. Yep. Here too. At your convenience. Did you did you get a bunch of beer on your road trip? I got uh I got these four beers from Air Oregon or like they were like brewed only in the North Pacific West. They look really cool. Like they're they look really good too. I think we're two or IPA. One's a Mexican lager, Mexican ale, whatever it was, and another one was – I don't know what the other one was, but one is made with peaches, like brewed with peaches. They look pretty good, honestly. So, But I'm not giving – I'm giving those away to um, a couple of my friends here. So, yeah, you guys don't get anything. Sorry. Thanks, too far, Too far away. The Quack Quack IPA, I want that one. I wish they had one. That would be cool, but they don't. With the duck. <laughs> Yeah, Oregon Duck IPA. Well, while quarantine's going on and all the sports leagues are still uh, shut down, NFL free agency said, eh, we're going to go as planned. And uh, really kicked off with a bang with Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 20-year reign of him with the New England Patriots is now over. Patriot haters were rejoicing. They were loving it. Patriot fans were crying while they were staying at home probably needing a lot of napkins and I had to go back to the store to buy more toilet paper. <laughs> so Tom Brady signed a two-year deal, $30 uh, million per year to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He will be under the Bruce Arians um, trip while Bruce Arians just got the head coaching job last year in the Jameis Winston era of 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions is finally over for the Buccaneers. Uh, New England – Signed Brian Hoyer today, which was a kind of a weird move. Be interesting to see what New England does with the quarterback position. But as of right now, Tampa Bay gets Tom Brady. TB to TB. Brandon, what do you think since you are the Tampa Bay guy? I think I'll probably go to a Bucks game now. <laughs> he has a reason to step in that stadium. <laughs> yeah, uh, ticket prices are going to go up, though. Um I think the Bucks will – I mean, they've already had a good team. they got a good coach. They have a lot of good weapons on their team. So, I think adding Tom Brady will be above 500 this season. Might even contend for the playoffs. Well, they, there's seven teams now eligible for the playoffs because the CBA just got approved. So, it will be a 17-team uh, playoff format this year. So, they could very well be seven or six. I don't know if they'll win the division with the Saints there. Well, Bruce Arians has his work cut out for him to come up with a, an offensive scheme that Tom Brady's going to like. 
And he very well did that with Carson Palmer resurrecting his career. And you just look at what Bruce Arians has done with quarterbacks with Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger. He has hit him out of the park, but Jameis Winston kind of fell flat, but his production was high. I, I don't know IQ for Jameis Winston when it comes to playing quarterback is good because of the 30 interceptions. Maybe the LASIK surgery helps him. But still, like Bruce Arians knows his stuff when it comes to veteran quarterbacks. It's a very complex system. Well, Tom Brady is used to the short passing game and the dink and dunks and having a nice slot receiver open for him all the time. So I think Chris Godwin's going to be a huge weapon for him. Is Now I saw that Chris Godwin's going to give up his uh, number 12 if the GOAT wants it, quote-unquote. I'm sure the GOAT's going to want it. Yeah, you got to give him 12. Yeah. And what do you think about Tom Brady joining the Buccaneers? Good move, I, uh, bad move? I, uh... I mean, I'm just worried about him being a good fit for the Buccaneers. They're going. You've been playing in under a system under Belichick for God so many years, and someone, is, someone's popular right now. Is that my phone? No, no that was that was uh, my laptop. Shannon's got oh, it. Oh, <laughs> oh, you, you got somewhere to go there, bud? No, nah, Shannon got. <laughs> yeah, a you gotta leave us now. No, nah, bud, keep going. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, the only thing I worry about is is him being good fit in the in the in Tampa Bay. Um, he's now being pretty much coached under a different staff, which I don't even think that's even a thing for him anymore. He kind of is going to run the whole offense like he always has, but obviously under good leadership, of course, because you can't do it by yourself. He's going from playing in New England to playing down in Tampa now, so the weather's going to be different. It'll probably be better for his body, to be honest with you. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing. And then also, um, I mean, how could you not get along with Tom Brady? The guy wants to win. And if you're in sports, that should be everybody's goal to win. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you want to win games, and he's a natural winner. He wants to compete. He wants to lead. That's what he does. So it'll be shocking to me if the Buccaneers make it to the playoffs and do really, really well. That just goes to show how good of a player Tom Brady is. And then on top of that, um, it'll just go to show that when it comes time for drafting all those things, that if you get one good player on your team that can really make a difference, it can literally lead your team to a possible championship or a Super Bowl. Yeah, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is built for Tom Brady. Two great weapons in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside. I think Humphreys is the slot receiver, so he'll probably be like the Julian element of the New England offense or the Tampa Bay offense. They got a good offensive line. Todd Bowles came in last year, reamped that defense. Defense made a jump from like 26 all the way up to the top 10 in total defense. Now I do I do question like the running game because I think they have Ronald Jones and another rookie still on the, the squad so maybe they'll try to draft a running back maybe get like a JK Dobbins or one of the uh, rookies like Jonathan Taylor in there they just need to amp the run game because that run game is essential for Tom Brady to get going I do want to say that he might not have a good deep ball for Mike Evans but Mike Evans can has like a great jump ball ability to like go up and snatch it out of the air. So it's a great fit for Tom Brady. 
I did mention earlier about Bruce Arians tree with like his offenses are really complex and really good for veterans. I mean, Tom Brady knows the game. He's been in it for 20 years, so he knows um, every single system, what defenses are doing. He's been on top of um, the film session. He, he knows exactly. It seems like him and Bruce Arians are going to be on the same wave, wavelength. So I, I do like it. The NFC is a bit more challenging when it comes to like teams fighting for playoff spots and there's more competitors in the NFC. But it's a great move for Tampa Bay, and it does establish a winning culture. You bring in the most winning quarterback in history with six Super Bowls into a franchise who has been down in the uh, doom and gloom for a while. It's definitely a good look for Tampa Bay after what they've been through for, like you said, so many seasons. And Jameis, Jameis Winston being so hot and cold, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. I mean, it will definitely be refreshing for them to have so many weapons on the offense now. I think it'll just be a really interesting season with just – I mean, it's a big change. Can you imagine playing one place for so long with all the success you had? Now you're going to a completely different organization. Like, everything is different. And, uh, I mean, he's so well – Tom Brady is Tom Brady. There's not he's gonna still be got it, like man. Him. He still played really well last year. It was just – he didn't have weapons. Like, they couldn't get open. Julian Elliman was literally, like, in the cast all season. And everyone else kind of fell off. And there was no open. There was nobody open. Well, like you said, Mike Evans is going to be a great weapon for him because he's he's durable. He can catch the ball wherever. He's very much like Calvin Johnson where he's just going to go up there and take that ball out of your hands. And uh, he'll be a great weapon for Tom Brady. But uh, like I said, my biggest thing is adjusting to his teammates, getting to know them well, getting to be on the same page, building up that that chemistry, and also playing – in the hot weather compared to the cold, how that will affect him. I think, it, I think it will be very fine for Tom Brady, for the Buccaneers. Now, they play in a very competitive division, too, with the Saints uh, making moves to stay at the top. The Falcons, we'll talk about them later with Todd Gurley. They're a hot and cold team as well. And the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers were 6-6. Six, Six and two last year. They were at the top of the league and then fell off. So they still Teddy, have Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy you never know with uh, Matt Rule being the new head coach there. Boy, that but, was an interesting signing. Oh, yeah. It was very eye catching, especially with the whole Cam stuff going on, too. Cam saying that he didn't ask for a trade, but Carolina said we gave Cam permission and he did like a bunch of wordplay with it. Yeah. It, weird stuff with him. Like, he's now on the market and he's about to be released soon. So where is he going to go? Cam Newton's an interesting, an interesting subject. Uh, I mean, he's been battling injuries. I mean, he left last season. He didn't come back to play. And I, I don't know. He, he just seems to be more of a cancer than anything else in the locker room and with social media as far as being a teammate goes. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think as far as Cam Newton going somewhere, it's kind of, he's kind of along the same lines as James, Jameis Winston right now. Nobody really wants him, but if they need him and he's available, they'll pick him up. Cam Newton reminds me of one of those players that he'll always have a job in the NFL, just like, like Mike Green, Wes. You know Mike Green from the, the Red Wings. He was a capital yeah, like he's fell he's fell off a lot. Like he could have easily been a free agent the past three four years, but he constantly kept finding himself a job. 
and good for him because I love Mike Green. Like as a person, as what I've seen him in the NHL and also the type of player that he is. But he's a guy just like Cam Newton that will always have a job. And like whether they deserve it or not, as far as the athletic ability and the ability to compete, um, you know, that's questionable at this time. Now you're talking about Cam Newton years ago when he used to play in the Super Bowl and he was running for, you know, 900 yards, 1,000 yards a season, and just, you know, jumping over linemen, getting touchdowns. But that's not him anymore, really, as far as what we see. And in the NFL, man, you got to prove yourself every single game because no one cares about what you did years ago, what you did weeks ago, what you did games ago. You have to prove yourself every single time you come out there. And if Cam Newton can't do that, then simple enough they're going to drop him. Somebody else is going to pick him up. If he can't prove himself again, they're going to drop him until he becomes a free agent and he may be out of a job because it's just going to get more competitive. I think the wow. I think the issue there with Cam Newton is his durability, his health. He hasn't been healthy ever since that one year. He had like a foot problem, right? Didn't he have a concussion at one time? Like yeah, he was a mess. Shoulder surgery, and he's a big body. Like he could be very lethal on that field. Yeah. But back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, this is a good move for the Bucs. Last time they've been in the playoffs was, Brandon should know this one being the Giants fan. I don't know if you guys would know who the quarterback was either, but it was 2007 with Jeff Garcia as their quarterback. When they <laughs> played uh, Eli Manning in the wild card game before the Giants went on their Super Bowl run. In Tom Brady's best year, too. So that may, maybe that's a sign. But the more fascinating part for me is the fact, what is New England going to do? We saw them sign Brian Hoyer now. They, I think they have the, the Auburn kid from last year still on the squad as a rookie. Uh, I think those are their only two quarterbacks. Be very interesting. They still got Josh McDaniels as their offensive coordinator. Where do they go from here for uh, quarterbacks? Do they – just tanking this season and draft a new one? Do they trade up this year to get a quarterback in the draft? Or do they just pick either Cam Newton or Jameis Winston to try to be the starter? Or Jacoby Brissett? It's in the NFL, like uh, for the Patriots at least, they're special for a reason. Whether people want to say they cheat or not, I don't know what the truth is beyond that. Like only, only they know. But, uh, they are really a special organization, and whatever they do, um, it's just incredible. Like they could turn, they know their biggest, their biggest strength is recruiting, and that's a big college thing. Like that's the number one thing in college. If you want good athletes, you gotta know how to recruit. But they even know how to recruit at the NFL level. They'll take players who are no names and turn them into superstars. And you want to know how much? Like how do you get these guys to be so? so competitive and, and perform so well. And I, I don't care who joins the Patriots. They will be a somebody before they leave that organization for the most part, even if it's just a, a game or, or a half a season, whatever it is, what they decide to do like Brian Hoyer, this guy, like he played at the Browns, right? Wasn't he just complete trash? He may be a somebody before he leaves, like when he leaves the Patriots when that time comes. Because, like I said, they could turn anybody into a somebody. Maybe they sign Josh McCown. Maybe they sign uh, Dan Marino. Who knows? All right, Brandon, what do you think the Patriots should do? 
Uh, I think Andrew Luck needs to come out of retirement and put a Patriots jersey on. Dude, wouldn't that be something? I, I would <laughs> like that, really. Andrew Luck is a good quarterback, but I understand why he left. So the way the way this year has been going, I would not be surprised if that happens. <laughs> like, I'm putting everything on the table now. What about Mark <laughs> Sanchez coming out of media and doing football again? Yeah, yeah, Tim Tebow's uh, on the table, you know. Seriously. <laughs> he was with the New play. England Patriots. He was with the New England Patriots, yeah. I mean, who knows? Jameis Winston's like a curious name, so maybe you sign him and then bridge him for like one of these rookies if for some reason I have this like back in the head to where I think they're going to pull like a rabbit out of the hat and get Tua Tagovailoa and just jump everybody and trade their whole draft just to get that kid. I don't think they're going to get him, man. I really don't. I don't think Belichick wants him as the quarterback. Or you sign, really... you sign Jameis and then you draft Jalen Hurts in like the third or fourth round and develop Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. You think he's going to go That's not Patriots style though. Yeah, yeah, but the, like we said about the Patriots style, we have no idea what the style is because they've been with Tom Brady for so long. So like maybe they can adjust. I know Josh McDaniels could – very very well adjust to the RPOs if he wants to. Very true. Yeah. Uh it'll be interesting. I don't think they're trying to rebuild like a different system. I just think they're trying to fill the fill the space. And I think that's why they got Brian Hoyer. But at the same time, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with Brian Hoyer? Like I have him compete for the starting job with somebody. I don't think they're done making moves. Well that's the thing, yeah. I don't think they're done either. I mean, this well, is very Brian, early in the free agent process, so maybe they do sign Jameis or Cam. Who knows? Maybe they rotate through two different quarterbacks throughout the season. A guy who could sling the ball who's accurate and a guy who could run. Go ahead, Brandon. You were about to say something? I was just going to say Brian Hoyer is just a veteran presence. You know, They'll have him there for whoever they bring in, and I'm assuming they're going to go after a rookie or a, a younger quarterback. Or this is an interesting one. Maybe get Josh Rosen. From Miami, because Miami seems like they're going to be moving to a rookie with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and then whoever they draft. I Josh think Justin Rosen, Herbert's going to go to the Dolphins. Who? Justin Herbert. That's my guess. I mean, you would know because you were there at the pro day, so you would know who was like talking with who, but the NFL draft, you never know it nowadays. You but. never know. My guess is Justin Herbert because – the way the Dolphins do business is what I see is they just – they want the strongest – like they always go for the strongest players and then they just ruin them, honestly. So I hope – like I hope they don't get him because Justin Herbert is a special special quarterback. But, um, I mean, I don't know. that that I don't want to go too off topic, but, yeah, you know, that organization needs a, a lot of fixing. But, hey, like the AFC East now seems like it's the Bills' division now because they're the top team. They just traded for Stephon Diggs. And now New England is kind of looking in from the back now, being like, hey, we need to get back to the top. So They almost beat the Patriots last year. Remember when, when we were in Hoboken with everybody and then the score is like 24 yeah. to 17? Like they Twice. They really almost beat them. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I, I think the – the mindset for New England now is just like hoping to get one of these rookie guys. 
I don't see how you sign Brian Hoyer not to develop a quarterback. True. And that's Brandon's point where he said he's a veteran presence, which you need in the NFL to, to stand next to the young guys to, to mold them. So it's the here's, brains with the physical part. Right. Here's a name that like people have forgotten about, like Alex Smith. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, is he even coming back? Is he going to play? Yeah, he wants to play. It's just the recovery. Yeah, he's definitely a good guy. I wouldn't start him, but he's definitely a good presence to have on the bench. I mean, he developed Patrick Mahomes, essentially. You got to look at that. Yeah. Guys, I just want to say I'm watching Marble Races right now on ESPN 8 called the Ocho. You guys should turn this on. This is, like, incredible. What is it? Marble runs, like, races. Uh, I'm watching like, Marble Rescue, too. I was watching that before. <laughs> Dude, John Taffer, John Taffer <laughs> took over the whole country and just said, shut it down. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that guy yeah. needs an NFL contract as a coach. <laughs> he would be an amazing coach. Oh, my God. Can you imagine him? John Taffer is a coach. He was like as a president to a Super Bowl. <laughs> as a president, I don't know if he has the the uh, dude. He doesn't need to know anything about football. <laughs> he just needs to yell. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needs to do. What are you doing, Jameis? Shut it down right yeah. now. Shut it down. Get off the field now. <laughs> I mean, it would be a good thing, but yeah, the Marvel guy. We found us at NHL. We found him on YouTube and just started watching the Marble Olympics. That's literally what I'm watching right now. He has, like, fans that are marbles. They go nuts for it, and he, like, creates this crazy atmosphere. He he does a good job at it, to be honest. It's kind of weird. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, but other moves around the NFL regarding the quarterbacks, we mentioned about Teddy Bridgewater signing with the Carolina Panthers as a three-year deal, which is kind of surprising that Carolina was in the market Nick Foles got traded over to the Chicago Bears, so it seems like Nick Foles will be battling for the starting job with Mitchell Trubisky instead of the great Gardner Minshew. Um, we mentioned about Tom Brady, and then now Phillip Rivers is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. He agreed to a one-year contract, so that means Jacoby Brissett might be on the move. Um, yeah, so regarding those quarterback moves, what do you think sticks out to you and – what is the most significant one? Uh, Philip Rivers to the Colts is interesting. I always saw him as a charger, but they kept struggling in the playoffs. Or like even before that, they just they just had such a hard time winning games, like big games, and just just closing it out. Whereas like the Patriots, Patriots were a team that will always come back and win games. But the Chargers were always teams that just couldn't convert on like third and whatever it was, and like big plays, and you'd always see Philip Rivers like lose his cool and stuff. And I don't know if it was because the team he was playing on or what it was, but he needs to just calm down and just stay focused on the game instead of the outcome of what's happening. And maybe he'll be a better fit for the Colts. Um, with that being said, and um, you said Teddy Bridgewater to the the Panthers, Panthers. So with Cam Newton, that's a uh, interesting. Um, that's an interesting pick, too. I don't know what these organizations see with these quarterbacks who are kind of like – I don't want to use the word washed up, but there's so much talent in the league that you could just find. Like Ryan Tannehill is a great example 
of a quarterback that Miami just needed to take care of, and they didn't. And now look at them. Like well, now, there's plenty well, of quarterbacks. Also, you gotta think, also, you got to think about what the Chargers are doing. They're making Tyrod Taylor the guy now, just like the Cleveland get, approach. I don't understand that. I don't, like, I don't get. I don't get football, man. It's how I was like with the NFL. Well, Brandon, what do you think about the whole QB carousel? Uh, I think. I mean, I was surprised with the Philip Rivers trade, but I think the biggest surprise was uh, was Nick Foles going to the Bears after after the whole Gardner Minshew thing and the Jaguars signing uh, Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew coming in after he gets hurt and playing as well as he did. And now, after Trubisky struggling all season, they bring in Nick Foles. Um, and it seems to me like Nick Foles is going to be taking over the starting job after the Bears saw Trubisky struggling and maybe saw the actual side of Trubisky and how he, he's going to be. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe they bought Nick Foles in maybe to mentor Trubisky a little bit. Um, or give him some juice, you know, yeah, fire him up. It, yeah, but I mean that was that was the most surprising to me that Nick Foles was already on the move after only spending a year or not even a full season. He didn't even play a full season in Jacksonville. Nah, he didn't. He broke his collarbone the very first game on the touchdown pass. And then yeah. Minshew Mania took over. Like Jacksonville was in love with his mustache, so they couldn't couldn't move off from him. Typical but, Florida. Typical Florida. Falling in love with the trailer guy. Trailer guy. Anybody <laughs> got some chew boys? <laughs> he, he probably chews while he's playing quarterback. Uh, yeah, knows. probably. That's why Blake Bortles did so good in Jacksonville. Yeah, we need Blake he, Bortles back. In he, the, like, Blake, Bortles, Blake Bortles literally said if he wasn't playing football, he'd be, quote, smoking, smoking a cig on a construction job, like on a construction <laughs> site. I think that's literally <laughs> what he said. It, it's a very, like, like – You can find thing. the video or, like, we're – the interview with him. Oh, he's not playing he football that. now, so he might be doing that. Maybe he is, dude. Maybe you'll see him down there. Bro. Wait, I thought he was the Rams backup to, like, Jared oh. Goff. You're right. He was. I have no idea. He was. He was last season. <laughs> well, I think the most interesting move to me was obviously the Carolina Panthers one because they were so vocal about sticking with Cam Newton, and then the next day they're like, yeah, we're going to – open the trade market for Cam Newton, and we're going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater. And the fact that it was a three-year deal, it's like, wow, why? Yeah, I mean, they're making moves. They fired their head coach, Ron Rivera. But it makes That sense. was a big move, too. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because they brought in Joe Brady, who was also the passing coordinator for the Saints before he took over for LSU. So Teddy Bridgewater, who has been with the Saints for a while, has that Joe Brady connection, and maybe they can spark something. But – yeah, that to me that's the most surprising thing, and the fact that it was a three-year deal means like it's going to be their he's going to be their guy for years to come, whether they draft a quarterback or not. I highly doubt it at this point because they're really not in the pick to draft one of the top three guys. They would probably have to trade up to get one. But Philip Rivers makes sense for me for the Colts. They needed a veteran under the Frank Reich scheme. Um, Nick Foles made sense to me because. Jacksonville is probably in, like, the most rebuild mode now. Like, they got 12 draft picks now in this whole entire draft coming up. They're, I think they're taking the Dolphins approach and trying to tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence now. Dolphins approach been doing that since 2002. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember 
since I was you don't remember the Chad Pennington games, like the playoff run with Chad Pennington. Oh God, dude, I don't <laughs> understand that organization. Well, they put a roof over it so no one else can see the bad football. So <laughs> yeah, they got a beautiful stadium now. All their money went to that instead of the players. But yeah, let's talk about some of these other big moves. One of the biggest moves that kind of sparked this whole NFL free agency was DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson. And I think a fourth round pick in into that. That was kind of surprising to me that the Texans would trade probably the best receiver in the game. Do you guys have any comments on that trade? Who who supposedly won it right now? I mean, I don't know why you would get rid of DeAndre Hopkins because he is top three best receiver in the league as far as yards, his route running ability. He's got great hands. He catches everything. He's aggressive for not even a big body either. Pretty sure he's pretty hard to take down. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a big – he's a baller. And, and to trade for him, for Dave, David Johnson, you said the running back, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure sure he didn't really do anything last year right no like he wasn't even that 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 active and you traded for him you got deandre you traded for deandre hopkins i don't i don't know but i mean good for the for the cardinals hopefully uh he'll be able to be just as effective as he as he was in houston the texans have made some questionable moves and that started last season when they got rid of uh clowny well, that's because Bill O'Brien's the general manager and the head coach. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure how you uh, you're just you're getting rid of superstars. I mean, granted, David Johnson is a great player, but there was not like Anthony said, there was not much production from him last season, and we don't know if this will continue or he's going to flip flip the switch and be as good as he was two seasons ago. I mean, wasn't didn't he get injured, and that's kind of what lacked his production last season? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. He, to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, probably the best receiver in football right now for a running back that's been struggling, it just doesn't make much sense to me. No, it doesn't. Now you get to see DeAndre Hopkins line up with Larry Fitzgerald on the other side with Kyler Murray as their quarterback. So they're going to throw the hell out of that football. <laughs> well, they also have Kenyon Drake, who was also from Miami. Yep, solid running David back. Johnson, and he had like a four-touchdown game at one point last year. Kenyon Drake turned into a stud as soon as he left Miami. Dude, all Miami running backs are really <laughs> good players. No, really, I'm serious. Miami has had a ton of good running backs over the years. All started with Ricky Williams and came down to Drake and even uh, Jay Ajayi when he was on the Eagles. Do you remember all these guys? Yeah. These I are all do. stud running backs that Miami got, but they couldn't fill the, the gaps with their quarterback and offensive line and everywhere else. That is very true. Miami has been Miami, finding players, too. They had a solid lineup of running backs over the years. Really have. Like, like all-star guys. Well, then Dominican, too, is still on the market. Maybe Miami snatches him up. Yeah, yeah he's he, a free agent. Yeah. He's still got a lot of ball left in him, too. So, anyway, some other uh, major news as uh, one of the boys cracks open a nice cold. Ice cold bush light. <laughs> uh, LaCroix. Classy water. Oh. Classy, classy water. Very classy water. <laughs> classy water. Classy water. 
So anyway, other uh, free agent signings include Austin Hooper, who was a stud tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He signs with the Cleveland Browns. The Browns also get another offensive tackle to help out with that offensive line. The Colts traded for uh, DeForest Buckner from the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for the 13th pick in the NFL draft. Byron Jones, the biggest corner on the board for this year's free agency class, signed with the Dolphins for $17 million a year. There goes all their money. Yeah. So Stephon Diggs was traded to the Bills for uh, a first-round pick from the Vikings. Amari uh, Cooper re-signed with the Dallas Cowboys, five years, $100 million deal. Uh the money. Dak Prescott Total. signed a uh, free agency tag. And then, yeah, waste of money probably in some eyes from the Giants fan. Uh, the Eagles traded for Lions cornerback uh, Darius Slay in exchange for a third-round pick. Todd Gurley was cut out of nowhere and then ended up signing with the Atlanta Falcons. The Rams also cut Clay Matthews. And Melvin Gordon, who was uh, holding out for a while with the Los Angeles Chargers, stays within the division and goes to mile high and becomes a Denver Bronco. And also, Emmanuel Sanders signs with the Saints. Man, Emmanuel Sanders is trade bait. That's all he is in the NFL. He's with a different <laughs> team, at least two different teams every season. I mean, he they, he, he basically has just been trade bait. Yeah, well, he, he does did, move around a lot. Well, he was with the – he started out with the Steelers, and then he was with the Broncos for a while. And the Broncos just – Figured that they couldn't pay him, and they traded him to San Francisco to a contender, which, like, good for him. They, he deserved that. And then now it's just he's now with Drew Brees, which that should be really good because Michael Thomas was doing all the work last year. So he's a good number two. Well, yeah, Michael Thomas is doing all the work, but Michael Thomas was always open. <laughs> that is very true. Dude, Michael Thomas was 7-11, baby. Can't guard Mike. Nobody can guard, guard him. him. The guy's too tall, too aggressive. Granted, he doesn't catch everything, but I mean, my guy, I wouldn't want to guard him if I was a defensive back in the NFL. He's much bigger than all of them. Dude, he went to Ohio State. Come on. Do you need now, to wait a second? Else? Wait a second. You're an Oregon fan now, bud. Back I am, bud. Right? <laughs> I support my ducks. I support my ducks. But I do bleed scarlet and gray, so it's tough. I bleed, I bleed both. You bleed so that Rutgers. That Rutgers. So, yeah, so Rutgers, half, Rutgers. Half your body is Oregon and half your body is Ohio State. It's 50-50, boys. I'm sorry. And they play each other this year. So they Boy, do. That is going to be a crazy game. He's going to have two jerseys on. And he's going to swap, <laughs> he's, he's gonna swap jerseys the, every time they score. I'm going to do the Catherine uh, – oh, what's AJ, Catherine McCarran, like half A.J. Hawk jersey. Do you remember that, West The Auburn and Alabama jersey? Yeah. Where she had, like, half Auburn and half uh, uh, Bama. I'm going to do yeah. that. Yeah, so any of, those moves, any of those free agency moves kind of stick out besides Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, Todd Gurley. Yeah, what, what the hell is going on with that guy? Yeah, I don't know. Um, last season is when it kind of, like – all started to go down. Like, you no, know, not much production. Wasn't in the game all the time. Wasn't putting up big numbers. And I, I, granted, he was injured. Yeah, but I mean, two seasons ago he was on fire, and then last season he didn't really do anything. 
Um, well, because the Rams kept trying to save them for like meaningful games, and then next thing you know, they're out of the playoff hunt. But just play the guy, dude. He's a football player. He's terrible. He's big, he's strong. He's fast. He's in the NFL. He's a running back. He can take the heat. Like, just play the guy. At least smart. Yeah, just it, I was even confused when they didn't play him in the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, if he says he can't play, then okay, don't let him play. But if he's good to go, don't limit him. Yeah, use him. Use what use what you got. Like, um, I'm trying to find the thing. Like, use what your mama gave you. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, play the way you've been playing all year to get you there. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact that, like, I guess there was tension between the two camps because Todd Gurley was kind of heated that he wasn't really playing much and he was really good to go. Like, essentially, he was the best player on the Rams' offense. Not giving Jared Goff $100 million kind of hurt the Rams financially and they had to make these moves. But, yeah, he was the Rams' franchise for a long time when they were still in St. Louis. But a surprising wow. was like all these corners getting paid seventeen million and eighteen million a year for a cornerback. That's just outstandingly a lot of money. Well, look at receivers th- getting paid now. Yeah, yeah I true. think it's because they're trying to match the market. Receivers are getting so much money that the corners want the same because it's a me versus you mentality. You know, if, if offensive linemen are getting a lot of money, the D line's going to speak up as well. It's just like the nature of the beast. But, I mean, I see what you're saying, Wes, completely. Like, I want to pay my money to my quarterback, running back, and some of my star defensive tackle. players. Yeah, and my linemen, like my left tackle, like center, and just guys who really control the offense and the defense. But it's it's a tough decision. I mean, as you're high up there and making business decisions, you got to make sure you're keeping everybody happy, but you're not killing your organization at the same time. Right, yeah, and I think an interesting move was with the Bills uh, acquiring Stephon Diggs from the Vikings, um, giving Josh Allen another weapon just to overthrow the ball 15 yards to him. (laughs) So maybe that pans out for the Bills. You never know. And Miami making moves too with all that money, with Byron Jones coming from the Cowboys. They signed Jonathan Howard from uh, the Eagles as a running back. Yeah, they're not going to do anything with these guys. <laughs> no faith whatsoever. Dolphins signed Tom Brady and Todd Gurley for an eight-year, $100 million contract, yet they still go on 16. <laughs> no, that's not possible. But, hey, Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. I'm excited to see um, Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon um, duo running backs now. But I'm not too excited for Pat Shermer's offense. Yeah, that was a big trade to me is Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. He he was a charger for a while, and then uh, he was holding out for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And now that things like that always bother me is, you know, I think about history. I know people can change, but, you know, if he's holding out for the Chargers for whatever reason, what makes me think that he's not going to bring the same mentality to the Broncos. Is it going to be a bad thing? Is he going to be able to keep himself together and play well? Well, the Broncos have a running it? back in Philip Lindsay already. So like, and he's pretty solid. He is pretty good. Yeah, I mean... I like C.J. Anderson. Yeah, but now he's uh, washed goods now. 
yeah. unfortunately. C.J. Anderson was a big part of that Super Bowl run. It was a huge part. He had the one touchdown in the game for him. Yeah, he was a solid running back. But what about the Giants? Haven't they done anything, Brandon? Jeez, Louise, man. That team needed to like start making moves. I mean, Davian Clowney's still out there for uh, pass rushing. You needed a cornerback. You didn't get one of these top guys. What's going on? Giants, man. Who who the hell knows, dude? They'll probably sign like I, I don't know. They'll Giants probably... are worse than the Dolphins. It's they really are, man. They they don't know what they're doing. There's no there's no management. There's no there's nothing. They have nothing that organization, and that's why they're so bad. I mean, can you name three players on that team right now? I can't because I don't know who they are, where they came. Saquon. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Saquon. That's <laughs> yeah. literally it. Saquon, Daniel, and Roses. Your kicker. Yeah, our kicker. If you remember the kicker, but you don't know any wide receivers, you don't know any cornerbacks. <laughs> like it's. I don't know, dude. They'll probably wait until the day before the season to sign out to sign like a fifteen-year freaking veteran that's close to retirement at some point. Josh McCown. Yeah, yeah. You guys, exactly. you guys need to just clean house completely. Don't say, like, don't say, don't say. You guys, don't don't tie me to that organization. The Giants need to clean house completely. <laughs> the Giants need to clean house like completely. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Well, you got Jason Garrett clapping for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it comes down to David Gettleman, man. That's that's the guy calling the shots right now. Someone just needs to execute that, man. He's such an idiot. He's so stupid. He really is, man. That Giants team has been down in the dump. Like, they have the worst record besides the Browns in the past five years, I think. They've been bad for a while. Oh, yeah, Giants are really sad. Like I know the Dolphins are really sad too, and they make dumb decisions. But like Giants are just a different breed right now. Like they, they play are in just a sad so stadium. Bad. They play in the with sad players. They play with like a sorry organization. They just yeah. don't care. They blame that, all their problems the on Odell thing. still. <laughs> on on who? On Odell Beckham. Oh yeah, probably. Just blame him. Be like, well, if, you know, if Odell would have matched up, we would have been a playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that that whole MetLife Stadium, the both teams, the Jets and the Giants, they're so sorry. It's just so, we go back to this before, Wes, when we talked about culture and stuff. It's just like there's nothing to play for. Like if you're waking up near MetLife and you're like, shit, I got to go to work today, I can't go to football practice, like – you would be pretty sad. You're waking up to literally nothing. There's no culture. You're in the middle of like almost a city. Think about MetLife, dude. Would you want to play there? Or would you want to play at Mile High? Or would you want to play in Foxborough? Would you want to play in in Heinz Stadium, like Heinz Field? Like, there's so many other places that just you'd want to play for. And I think that's a big part of the Jets and the Giants is that there's just no culture. You just there's nothing that resonates with anybody when you walk through that stadium. I'm sure when you go in a locker room, there's nothing special about the locker room. Like, there is no history. No, it's like the coronavirus got to them first before it got to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Came right from MetLife Stadium. I Came mean, right do you guys agree with that? Or like, the cat has been the little... highlight. The cat has been the highlight for the Giants for the past five years. That cat. 
But do you guys agree with that, or do you think that's a little, like, out in left field? Like, just even going off their jerseys and shit, just plain blue with an NY on their helmet. Like, other teams I... kind of take pride in the way that they have their jerseys. It's just, it's just little things, like, little, little things. And even the stadium with the NFL logo right in the middle, because you got to share a stadium with another team. It's just so, it's just so, like, no one cares. It's just, oh, this is going to make us more money two teams than one, so we're going to do it. Yeah, who owns MetLife Stadium? Is it like a dual ownership or uh, whatever? Who cares? I think I, I think I think there's there, there's it's a partner ownership. I mean, there has to be. There yeah. has to be for two franchises. There, it's not yeah. like one franchise just takes all the money for the other franchise's game, <laughs> even though they both suck. Yeah, come out to watch the come out to watch the Jets play the first half and the Giants play the second. <laughs> Still the same result. What? <Yeah>. Loss. <laughs> L's. Bam. Speaking of taking L's, Kevin Durant po- tested positive for the coronavirus, so he took another. <laughs> Yo, we got hockey players with the virus. You got minor league baseball. You got basketball. Well, the, the Yankee minor. The Yankees minor. Yankees minors. Yep, two guys near your area. Which another person on the IL now for the Yankees? Of course, <laughs> but not John, John Payton tested positive for the virus. I think he's fine. That's though. right. Yeah, people are reacting differently. Some people are getting really sick, and some people are just not even showing any symptoms. No, yeah, that is totally true. And um, I know for the fact the NHL is targeting the the middle of May to resume the season. Hopefully, everything gets better by there. But the NBA is starting to uh, come to the same conclusion, too. So hopefully we get sports back at mid-May. We're going to have ice hockey and the NBA Finals going on on the 4th of July. It's going to piss baseball off so much. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. It's the worst time for spring sports. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I after NFL free agency, I don't know really what else to talk about there. NASCAR. Aren't they doing, like, virtual races that count? I don't even think so, honestly. I didn't see anything about that. I've seen it on, like, uh, social media that they're doing, like, virtual online races. Well, I hope so. What am I going to do with my life? I can't see <laughs> Kyle Busch race and compete for the first spot. Yeah, all this is coming to a loop. We should be having March Madness on right now. Uh, yeah. Rutgers would have made the tournament, and now they're not going to make the tournament. Wait, get out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. For wow. basketball? Yeah, the one year they're oh good. my. <laughs> Poor Rutgers, man. Talk it just comes full luck. circle. Yeah, this whole virus shit sucks, man. I mean, everything is just shit. Like, it's, it's very weird, man. It's like the end of the world. It's it I is. am legend here in New York. It's it's fascinating. It's like I'm glad my birthday was in the beginning of the month when like this wasn't really a serious thing, and now it's like everything is shut down. I did not think that this was going to get this serious until every, for everything to be shut down. Well, I didn't either, but it just doesn't make sense that they shut everything down. Meanwhile, people still have to go to work. It's either everything is shut down or like well, that's be an in between. That's messed up. I mean, essential, meaning like doctors, nurses, firemen, police, like those people have to work, but they shouldn't. It should be like one day per week. So you like try to 
uh, minimize the risk of getting sick if that's the chance. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, nobody should really be working. It's not the time. Like, you're going to keep restaurants open, but, okay, people are still handling your food. Yo, this is what's funny. I, I said this. Now, you guys can um, you guys can think what you want about this, but have you went out to a store where you saw people with um, gloves on, right? Oh, so gloves, masks. Everything. These people are touching the food with gloves on, right? Then they're going to get home, take their gloves off, and touch the food. So what was the purpose of wearing gloves in the first place? I thought the exact same thing yesterday. Are you gonna are you gonna Lysol your chicken and vegetables? I did. <laughs> if you could even find chicken. Did you really do that, Wes? No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna say you're gonna literally get sick. <laughs> but uh Yeah, man, I was like so surprised. The fact that you wearing... think I would actually do that. Like, come on. I know, well, I know you're I know you got an S head, so <laughs> I just figured you might have. No, there's no way you're going to do that. I was just messing with you. But can you, like, I don't understand. People are wearing gloves in the store, and then they'll go home. The same thing they were touching with gloves. They're going to take their gloves off. Magically, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Let me speak from the city that's been affected the most now. It's it's surpassed. Uh, yeah, you Apple. speak for us. Dude, it has been unbelievable here in New York City. Everything has been... Sold out at the grocery store. You couldn't you couldn't even find pasta. Like not even angel hair, like the wheat flavor or any of that. You couldn't Ooh, find that. free? No. All of it gone. Right? Gone. Damn. So like beer's still there. Thank God. Thank yeah. God for beer. Thank God, man. You're just gonna have to drink that now and try to pass out instead of eat. But yeah, only the laundry mat and the grocery store are open, and only essential personnel can go out on the uh, streets now and like go to work. Like the subway system, I have no idea what's going to happen with public transit, but it's been pretty clean, to be honest, for the past couple of uh, days, or now it's like, what, a week now since this whole thing has started? So, yeah, it's been very, very weird walking around Midtown. And I told you guys about the whole Times Square thing. There was, like, probably, like, two or three people, like, walking around besides the police around Times Square. I thought I would never see that in the middle of the day. That's crazy, man. Which is nuts, too. But, hey. For New York to do that. Yeah, right? I could literally do a backflip and be able to, like, run a play and, like, get my exercise in around Times Square. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah all the museums are shut down literally everything besides grocery stores post offices and um I th- laundromats are only open all the bars are shut down all the small businesses that are on the sides that right now we're going into the summertime which is big for new york city for these small businesses so well that's what i'm feeling for is like the small business people the people who work hard the people who actually care about their customers and they're just, they're going to be struggling too because yeah. there's nothing you can really do. You're not corporate. Yeah. And also I didn't say this. I saw like the national guards, like trucks, like zooming up the avenues because we're running low on supplies for 8 million people living in the city. Yeah, man, it's bad. So like everyone's thinking like we're going to blow up the bridges and just strand everyone here. That's not what's going to happen. They're going to help out with supplies too. But, yeah, man, everything's going to be all right. People just need to just, like, relax for the time being. 
But you yeah, know especially that freaking idiot in the freaking White House too. Being on air all the time, but I'm not going to get political. But go ahead. I don't know. I, I haven't been following politics. I really haven't been watching TV. But I, you know, it's going to be the crazier thing: the fact that this shit's just going to go away. Everything's going to be okay, and people are just going to forget about it. They're going to. Oh, what was the coronavirus? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. why I said. I said like ten years down the line, we're going to look back at this and be like, "What the hell was that all about?" Yeah, exactly. And then another virus will come around. <laughs> The Modelo virus. Yeah. <laughs> the Bushlat virus. Well, if that was the way, all the Southerners would be taking over the country. Everyone <laughs> just turned Southern. Midwesterns. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now on my Southern people. But I know for a fact that once sports comes back, because these NBA and NHL seasons are – Wanting to finish out. The environments are going to be insane. I think it's going to be sellouts everywhere. People Probably. are going to go crazy, man, because it's the first time this has ever happened like this where everything went missing. Everything got closed down for the time being. So when it comes back, people are going to be so hyped up probably. Yeah, the hype is going to be insane. Even for baseball, too. Baseball is going to get insane hype because they haven't even started their season yet. Uh, baseball will get hyped for a couple of weeks, and then people will be like, ah, it's just baseball. Oh, it's just baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but NASCAR, oh, man, that's a different story. Oh, yeah. You don't take NASCAR away from those diehard rednecks down there. No, you do no, not you do don't. that. They're going <laughs> to come shooting in the blaze with their shotguns. There's going to be a huge ceremony. Those people have nothing to do now. Like, Nothing. They're probably hunting right now, to be honest. They're like, well, this coronavirus ain't going to stop deers from running around. They they gonna stop me. They're not going to stop me from shooting some moose. <laughs> they shoot bucks, all right? Bucks, elk, moose, anything trailer certified. Well, elk and moose are northern ant. They're, they're not going to come down to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine that. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have cleaner air after all of this. I mean, New York, literally, I can see everything. You can probably, for the no first air. time in your life, breathe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Wes, Wes can walk outside and be like, I can finally breathe. I don't have to, like, wear a mask over my face all the time. Honestly, even before this virus, you'd still have to wear a goddamn mask in that city just to breathe. That city is disgusting. Well, That's now so it's dirty. probably going to get really clean. And so it gets disgusting again. Yeah, right. That's that's why I'm moving uh, into uh, where was it? Uh, where Brandon lives, Tampa. Uh, I'm moving to Colorado. Nah, I'm moving to Nebraska. I'm moving to Italy. You you know, Dude, I'm it's sad though. To shit. It's so bad. Italy is really struggling. Like people are dying really bad. I think they have it the worst over there right now. Yeah, yeah it was China, cool. now it's Italy for some reasons. Probably because everybody smokes, and it's a respiratory uh, uh, respiratory thing. Everyone's That's- named Frankie, and like their digestive system isn't good. Dude, everybody smokes in Italy. I'm not even joking you. Yeah, that's probably why. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, hopefully this coronavirus uh, boils down. At May, because I really want to finish the NHL season. Plus, I really want to work. So Yeah, I really want to finish my internship, too. That'd be nice. 
Yeah, I think they're just postponing all the spring ball. Like, all college sports are probably going to be done. There's no way those things are going to get made up. I think all those um, seasons and everything are done. They're just going to give an extra year to the spring sports. And, like, the winter sports are like, well, you played the regular season, so congratulations. Anybody else been really tired recently? Uh, yeah. Actually, I've been sleeping until, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> Dude, me too. I've been I've been really, really, really tired recently. All right, so since everyone's tired, we'll uh, get on out of here. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us. If you have any suggestions going forward, give us a message. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about all the moves about NFL free agency. Will Tom Brady get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay? Who knows, man? So like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at BenchBros2019. We'll keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. Right now, it'll probably just be a bunch of NFL news. Nothing really is going on anywhere else. So we're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. Again, thank you for listening. Ant, Trailerville is still closed, so what do you got to say? I'm just very sad. I'm a very sad man. Um, The fact that... NASCAR has been postponed. That's the only sport that can remain on because you're in a car and you're outside. But I understand safety for the racers. I want to see NASCAR again, so I don't want to risk it. So, uh, yeah. The cars can't get coronavirus, so they they should be out there. Well, maybe they could put robots in the cars at least, just so we could see something. Twitch stream it so that way the drivers like control the robot or whatnot. Yeah, there you go. Save lives. Something. Save lives. Brandon, any last thoughts? You could still have Jeff Gordon up in the booth. Jeff Gordon up in the booth. (sighs) No, no last thoughts, uh, Wes. All right, thanks, Brandon. He misses NASCAR just as much as I do. He just doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, I'm just reminiscing on it. I can't really speak right now. He's sad. He's sad. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm tearing up right now. Just give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Brandon. Martin Truex will come back stronger than ever. Yeah, watch all these NASCAR drivers get, like, fat for, like, being in quarantine forever. Can you imagine that? They can't even fit in the car. Can't fit in their car. Everyone's going to get fat being in quarantine. (laughs) My God, the gyms aren't even open. Yeah, moment of silence for all the gains being lost right now. I've been going outside every single day doing something, man, because I am not staying in the house. I go batshit crazy staying in the house. Yeah, I started benching my bookshelf. Dude, let's get really creative. I'll do like uh, I'm trying to think of something. What's really that's creative? Bench your bush bookshelf. Bench I don't think I have bookshelf. anything like that. <laughs> you were about to say that. Bench your bush light. <laughs> Bench your bush light. All right, we're gonna end this episode. Uh, we'll see you next time on Bench Bros. Whenever that is. So we're out. Peace. Later.